amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. You're listening to Amplified Impact and it is podcast interview week. I am so, so excited to bring on Mallory Aveline. She is a spiritualist executive coach, and so many different passions. I loved being a guest on her podcast, Your Truth Evolves. Your Truth Evolves. To me, like that's what this podcast is all about. So it's divine timing to bring her on. She is an expert in trauma, healing, and soul evolution. She is also passionate about leading retreats. As you know, we are too here at Amplified Impact. So this conversation is going to be guided by the heart and the soul. Mallory, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you, Amber. I'm happy to be here with you and thank you for having me. Whereas I would love if you'd like to add anything about who you are, what you stand for, something you think is important for the listeners to know. Mm, I think that the only thing I would add is that my really sole mission is life, in life is to help people return to the identity of who and what they really are through the divine, not through the labels, the things, because we can get into all that, right? I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a retreat host, but who are you really? And that's what I would just add is that that's my goal is to help people return to that I am identity. Mm. Yes, it feels so good to hear you say that it actually just gives me goosebumps because we've recently just went through a rebranding here at Amplified Impact where it was yoga off the mat. It was always, who are you when you ditch all the labels? And what's one thing, you know, that you could say that has evolved in your life and your soul's evolution as you come to like, who am I really? Yes. I think that's what it is, right? It's a journey of uncovering, of peeling back the layers, knowing that you get to wear those hats, but who are you when you take those hats off? And I'm playful and I'm joyful and I am pure potential. And so I think when we can take away all those labels of who am I in these different roles, then we really start to discover who and what we really are and what we enjoy in life. What makes us tick? What do we get lost in? And so I think it's just this, you know, it's been this beautiful journey for me of knowing that I get to shift from one identity to the next and that we really do get to create whatever identity we desire for ourselves. Yeah, that's, for me, why I love so much the entrepreneur journey, because as you grow your human, you develop your soul, the way in which you lead your business, the way in which you serve your clients evolves with you. Yes. Yes. 
I was going to say, I know that you have gone through different um, ways in which you show up in your business and your business has evolved too. Do you want to share with us a little bit about your journey and if there was any like attachment to the old version or how you showed up in your business and what your business has come to now? Oh, of course. That was a big piece of my journey. So before I became a spiritual psychology coach and retreat host, I was actually an editorial and celebrity hair and makeup artist. And I owned a salon and I was traveling all over the country, out of the country, styling New York Fashion Week, doing these big editorial shoots. I was big into education and mentoring young stylists. And and so I had this whole identity wrapped up in being this phenomenal hair and makeup artist and an industry leader and an educator. And when I started really getting into my, you know, I guess, you know, some people call it a spiritual awakening. I call it a remembering, you know, remembering who and what we were before the world and the labels told us what we were. When I went through that, I actually had a really difficult time of letting go of that identity as a hairdresser. I had done it for 16 years and it was what everyone knew me for. I mean, still, I've been coaching for four years. And if you Google my name, you're going to find a ton of hair and makeup things that I've done over the years. And, and so it was this big identity. And when I started coaching part-time, I was still own, you know, I still owned a salon. I was still seeing clients a couple days a week in the salon. And I remember the first time I met with a broker when I had that nudge in my spirit of you're meant for more not to diminish what I had done or what I had accomplished, but your soul is calling you to more. But I had my identity so wrapped up in it that I would, I even caught myself. I had a, one of my spiritual coaches at the time we were discussing, you know, the possibilities of selling and what that would look like stepping into coaching full time. And one of my biggest hangups that she helped me really see within that session was I was telling myself, these women need me. This industry needs me. I'm helping people build their career. They need me. And what I realized in that session with my coach at the time was by us standing up and trying to quote unquote save people or us trying to be the provider of the way, we're robbing people from the ability to rise up in their own journey. And when I recognized that, I had this deep sense of calm come over me because up until that point, I was very anxious about selling my salon. I didn't want to let the team down. I didn't want to let the women down that depended on my salon or my place that I had built up for their livelihood, for their income. And what I recognized in that moment when that deep sense of peace came over me was the release. I get to step aside and let these women rise in their own career. And it took me letting go of that identity that I needed to be needed. Mm, wow. It, it resonates with me so much because as I was shifting from being a self-love yoga lifestyle coach to more of a business mentor, I was like, but these women need me. They need me. And it's almost like we we stay in a certain area of our life because we are, we feel other people are dependent on us. But I think what stood out with what you said is we are helping them rise to the next level version of themselves. When we give ourselves permission to follow what you said so well, follow our soul's call. Yes. 
Yes. And it's, you know, it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell people it does get blissful. (laughs) It gets very, very blissful. But I think in the beginning, when you're making any big shift, there's kind of this dying to the old self, if you will, so that you can release those identities and what you've created around that story to step into this new story. And it can be challenging at first, but when we release ourselves from ourselves, from others, we really open up the space to step into what's next. Yeah. And it's exactly what you said. It's like, we have parts of us have to die as we're evolving into that new identity and in any death, whether it's like actual death of someone we love or an identity death, there is a grieving process. There was definitely a grieving process. Um, and the temptation still there, right? Like when you've built up a really good career and you know, you're really good at something and you know, you can get paid well for it. And then you're trying to build this new business over here and you're like a baby deer and you're trying to find your legs and you have no idea what you're doing, what you're going to charge. How are you going to build this business out? It's almost tempting to go back to that old version of you. Well, it'd be really easy for me to go make X amount of dollars doing a wedding, or it'd be really easy for me to make X amount of dollars going to style this celebrity that's in town. That's, you know, quote unquote, easy easy money. And so it can almost be tempting to stay in that old version of us. But with that new version, there's like this emergence that happens. And, you know, whether people think it's cliche or not, I love to compare it to the butterfly. And the butterfly has in their bodies what's called imagine, um, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like um, imaginative cells or it's not imagination, but they have these imaginative cells is what scientists call them. And they exist in the caterpillar's body, but those cells are not activated until they literally go into the pupil stage and die to their old selves. A caterpillar turns to complete mush, complete liquid inside the chrysalis until it forms the butterfly. And then it has to fight its way out of that chrysalis to begin to emerge. And if you try to help that butterfly out of its chrysalis, it literally dies. And so I look at that and I think, we do have to go into almost this mush state and denying that old version of us and say, I'm not going back there. I'm going to allow these new cells, these new ideas, this new activated DNA within me to create an entirely new version of me. Hmm. Such a beautiful imagery that you've painted in the mind and exactly what happens for each one of us that chooses to rise with the soul it's like you're you're dying and you're having to let go of you know what you've built and it took you time you know I'm sure to build the reputation and the income and the impact that you had in that one career and then as you're feeling the pull and the call your spirit your soul knows it's time to go on it's like but this is the easy way that in the hard path is choosing your soul's call because you have to start over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so challenging. And, you know, and we have people in our lives that are going to influence the way we think about our decisions. And I can remember back when people told me I was crazy when I, uh, when I made the announcement publicly that I had sold my salon and that I was walking away from a 16 year career to pursue my soul's calling 
mean, people are like, you're crazy, Mallory. You're one of the best hair and makeup artists in the state. You're one of the most highly sought after bridal artists. Like, isn't that going to be hard? This industry needs you. And so there can be these people that make it very tempting almost like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I could still dabble in that a little bit. <laughs> but as you know, I'm sure until, you know, Tony Robbins has that saying, burn the boats, burn the boats. There's no going back. And I think when people are afraid and they look at what it's going to take to rebuild, like you have to pull back. I mean, me and my husband made an agreement along the way in the first couple of years of my business. All right. No vacations this year. We're going to cut back on eating out. We're going to cut back on, you know, frivolous shopping and spending and reel everything back in because what I'm trying to create is going to take all of me, all of my finances, all of my energy, all of my time and attention while still balancing being a wife and a mother, you know? And so it's an interesting journey. And I think that if we can stay committed to that soul's calling, mm, it gets so good. Yes. And the, that commitment it takes, like now you're four years in, you know, four years ago, you were walking away and, and selling your salon and here you are now, like, what would you tell yourself in hindsight, looking back? Oh, trust yourself, yeah. trust yourself above anything else. Check in with you. You know, I think that we, we want to trust the opinions of other people, especially our spouses or our best friends. But I like to tell people, um, when God gives you a calling, it was not a conference call sister. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And so I think I would tell myself to trust yourself have people around you that are going to support you, but trust yourself and that still small voice that is within you and it will not steer you wrong. Yes. It's so, so beautiful. And as you're like taking that, that leap forward to have like deep faith, it's all going to work out. Like as you're planting these new seeds into your new career, like what are some like roadblocks that came along the way where maybe you started to doubt yourself oh my goodness there's so many roadblocks <laughs> um, first year I actually got a ton of hate a ton of hate first of all I'm in Oklahoma so for any of you guys wherever you are in the world I like to call Oklahoma the buckle of the Bible belt people say the Bible belt this is the buckle okay we are in the middle of the Bible belt here there's a church on every corner you start talking spirituality I've been called the devil I've been called a uh, heretic I have been called a Jezebel I have been told I'm leading people directly to hell so I got a lot of pushback there was a lot of hateful comments there was a lot of hateful emails there was things that were said like um i don't know who you think you are trying to be a life coach you have no education you need to go pick up your scissors and go back to the salon and i remember sitting on my couch just crying just i mean it just tears flowing down my face and i remember calling a girlfriend that night and reading her some of the messages and she was like mallory Jesus was hated while he was alive. And I was like, oh, she was like, he was literally crucified for speaking truth. I'm like, oh, 
And it just kept sinking in. And so I faced a lot of that in the beginning. And then you really do. You recognize, you know what? I have a calling on my life and it wasn't a conference call and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. This calling is so deep and so visceral that I'm going forward. And so once I sifted through some of the hate and really built up my confidence in what I was doing, I was feeling like I was in a pretty good flow. But then I think another roadblock was... And I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, but another roadblock that I think I wasn't prepared for in the coaching business was client acquisition, what it actually costs to advertise when you don't have a reputation, when you don't have a name established in the industry, how do you build that like trust factor, you know, and I would pitch different people or try to get different clients. And I was just, I felt like, like I say, a baby deer, like trying to get my legs and, and this doubt seeps in like, man, I went from being so comfortable and so confident in my career to really questioning this process. And is it, is it for me? And it it shouldn't be this difficult. And so it's almost like we're taken back through the beginning of a career all over again and what it actually takes to build clients and how much time and attention and energy actually goes into putting together content. And I mean, you know, a podcast, having a podcast and that's free content for people, but it's not free for us, you know? And so there was these different roadblocks that came up around finances because I I really got in a really cushy place in my other career. And until you start earning amounts of money in your business that feel not that we need validation, but that confirmation. Okay. Here's my first paying client. Okay. Here's my 10th paying client. Okay. Wow. I sold out a retreat. Okay. It's getting good. Right. But it's like, we go into something with such a big passion that we think it's supposed to be easy and it's not. We're tested over and over again. And I don't really believe the universe is testing us. I believe that with whatever thoughts that we're thinking, we're going to be mirrored back those experiences. So if I'm thinking doubt, I'm going to experience things that are going to make me doubt myself. And so I think there was several different roadblocks along the way. And I'm, you know, new level, new devil. I think the more I scale, the bigger clients I get, the more retreats that I do, you're going to be faced with more roadblocks, but you learn to handle them with grace. And you learn to come back to your truth. And why did I really start this thing? And what's that fire deep in my belly that's going to keep me going when I am faced with the roadblocks? And when you can get in tune with that, the roadblock might come, but it's like almost immediately you shrink it down and you move it to the side and you say, nope, that was just a tiny thing. And on to the next part. Mm, yeah. And I think what you like really stood out to me there is like when God's calling you, source is calling you and you're answering it, your, your heart is guiding you, the passion, the fire that's taking you along the way. It's not going to be easy because it's the soul's evolution and you get to look at the shadow parts of yourself, like any relationship, like your husband or your, your child, your business is your shadow work as well. And so when you follow your passion and you follow the soul's journey, it's like you get to see the things that are placed in in your way. And that is you. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And when you can stay in tune with that connection, you know, call it source, call it God, call it universal intelligence, call it divine, whatever it is that resonates with you. When you are in that space, communing with the divine, that is what keeps me going. 
that is when the visions drop in and meditations and visualizations. And when you keep your eye on that and you can commune with that feeling, it really does fill your cup to continue on the path. Yeah. And something that I'm, I'm listening to Mike Dooley right now and it's infinite possibilities. And he talks about the channel, the channel coming through you and it can be called whatever it is, like you were saying that resonates with you. But when that channel is coming through you, it's like you are connected to something so much higher than yourself. And I would love like you to explain like what experience have you had of being connected to something greater than yourself where you're like, wait, that wasn't me. That wasn't my thinking mind. That was like, that was huge. Mm. Well, I just returned on Monday from a plant medicine facilitated retreat that my and my business and I, um, excuse me, my business partner and I hosted um, out in Colorado and during Friday night ceremony. And I've had many experiences with the divine, but during Friday night ceremony, because it is so fresh on my spirit. I, um, the women were in deep ceremony, my sister, my soul sister and I, and another soul sister were there holding space. And I went to one of the women, she was experiencing what I refer to as an energetic exorcism. There was a lot leaving her body and I could feel it. You know, when you work in this realm of energy, you feel it and it's tangible and it's palpable. And I could feel her pain. And I went over to her and just kind of hovered my hands around her. Anytime I'm praying, I, the best way I can describe it is that I feel energy within my hands and I could feel the energy coming off of her. And it was like, I was just scooping it up and dumping it, like scooping it up and dumping it into the ethers, take it away from her body. And I had this moment where I felt like, oh my God. This is what it feels like to heal like Yeshua. This is what he was doing. Like I like to tell people, I'm like, Yeshua was like the ultimate Reiki master. He was like a shaman and a sage and a witch and everything. Like he was bringing all the modalities. And in that moment, I felt like this is what it feels like to heal like Yeshua did, to be able to take the pain and to dump it and to help people return to that I am identity. And I had that moment and I got up and I went back to sit on my mat and I locked eyes with my soul sister across the room that was there doing sound healing. And she got up and she walked across to me and she held my hands and I was looking at her and I mean, tears were just streaming down my face. And uh, I took a few deep breaths and I said, I can't speak. I mean, it was just so in this overwhelmed emotional state of love and God and divine and whatever you want to call it. But the, the magnitude of the feeling of interconnectedness and oneness was overwhelming. And my girlfriend looks at me and she says, I know you don't have to talk. I feel it too. And when we were done with that ceremony, one of the women walked up to me and she said, Mallory, I don't know what you were feeling tonight while we were journeying, but I saw you as Jesus. I, I saw your soul merge. I saw Mary Magdalene come into you. I saw Jesus come into you. And I, and I just started weeping again 
And so I just had this feeling. You can call it Christ consciousness. You can call it the ethers. I don't give a shit what you call it. It's real. And you cannot tell me that it's not real. And as a little girl that grew up in very strict Christian religion and church, this is one of my guides. I call him Yeshua. I say Jesus interchangeably so people know who I'm talking about. But I've felt the presence of God in church growing up, but what I didn't love was all the dogma and the religion and the fear and the guilt and the shame and all that shit. And when I experienced what I experienced that night, half the women in the room came up to me and said, Mallory, this was church. This is what I never experienced in church that I would always hear about. And so me communing with the divine overwhelms me, Amber. It overwhelms me and I don't need plant medicine to get there. I do it in meditation. I do it in my prayers in the morning. I do it when I sit with Hoppe. I do it when I take a ceremonial bath. That presence is available to us when you call on it. And when it drops in, it is literally life-changing. Like even coming out of that retreat this weekend, I feel more clear than I've ever felt around my business, around the men and women that I serve, around what I'm capable of moving people through. And so even reflecting back on the 10 to 15 minutes of this conversation, the, the, the recent words we've said, it's scary when you leave something you've always known. But when you have that moment where you continue to lean in and you continue to trust yourself, that confirmation comes. And when it comes, it's almost a, a feeling of this overwhelming drunk in love. Like you're just overwhelmed with this sense of support from the universe and you, you feel as if you're God, not meaning like you are God, but what I'm telling each and every one of you listening is that you are a fractal of that. And when you get in that presence, communing with the divine, you no longer doubt yourself. You know, you're doing exactly what you came to this planet to do. And it's the most expansive feeling in the world. So I am soaring very high this week coming down from that retreat. Yeah. And you know, it's like that journey into ourselves happens in retreats. It's like we disconnect from the mundane world of wife, mom, dishes, work, service, and we just get to connect to that deeper place within ourselves. And whether you go on a retreat of ayahuasca or a retreat plant medicine, or you go into a deep meditation or yoga transformational retreat, like when you go deep into yourself, it's like you can connect to that higher source and how you experience it is going to be different just in the way like you said drunk on love we experience love in that moment it's just like deep connection I'm not anywhere else but I'm I'm here and it's like that's when the thoughts drowned out that's when you just feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be with who I'm supposed to be with and there's no doubt it's like you trust everything in that moment and it's like you forget about all the you know the things that our human puts on the to-do list and like gets us caught up in the mundane like things of human and I'm I love being human and the evolution that we get to grow as a human in the vehicle of the body but like you said like that connection into ourselves where we are guided and there is no doubt and it's just like we're the vehicle of God in that moment yes yes 
Yeah. And when you talk about that trust, you know, because I think when we're in our, our figure outable mind, our logistic human mind, we, it's like, I call it, um, you know, the veil of illusion. When we are able to lift that veil of illusion, that ego and the ego, you know, it does its thing. It's here to protect us and it can hinder us. And when you experience that oneness, with this universal intelligence, that trust does drop in like never before. And it's like, now I look at myself and where I'm at and I look back and I just give younger Mallory so much love. I'm like, oh, you were forcing everything, honey, because you didn't trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, there's no force. It's all flow and it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good, Mallory. I think that you and I could talk for, for ages on this and we'll have to do, we'll have to do part two of just like what it really means to trust yourself and, and how to move through the doubt. But I would love for, if you share just like who you are, like, what do you do and how can people find you plug into the work that you do? If this um, episode, which I know speaks to their soul, how can they continue to know you more? Yes. Thank you for that. So I am a spiritual psychology coach and a luxury retreat host. I was just journaling this morning and really thinking about what title do I want to give myself? People don't understand, you know, what's a spiritual psychology coach? What does that mean? Well, there's a lot of psychology in my background and I'm a spiritualist and that's what I call myself. But this morning I was really thinking and I was like, you know what? I'm going to adopt the title soul alchemist because that's what I feel like I was put on this planet to do, to help you remember who and what you are in the I am identity, not your traumas, not your hangups, not your limited beliefs, sifting through all of that and returning to the I am identity. So I do work with people one-on-one. I have a group program as well. That's called the art of reinvention. And it's really for people that are in the beginning stages of their awakening. How do I reinvent my life? How do do I take radical responsibility? How do I reprogram my subconscious mind? How do I put in daily spiritual practices? And so that's good for that. That's on my website. It's called the art of reinvention. I do have an application process to work with me one-on-one. I take people on deep soul alchemizing six month journeys in one-on-one containers. And then I also host luxury retreats and we're getting ready to launch a new website. Everything is on MalloryAbeline.com right now. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook a little bit. Um, I'm Mallory Aveline on all platforms. And the retreats are what we're most excited about. Retreats have been a really big part of my business the past four years. And so starting 2023, we will be doing five retreats a year. So we have a plant medicine focused one. We have a pussy alchemist one. We have a relationship one. We have one that we're launching later this year for influencers because influencers are really, you know, catapulted into the spotlight very quickly. And a lot of them don't know how to deal with the pressure of it. So we're doing one particularly for healing for influencers. And then we have one that we're going to do for executives and entrepreneurs to really get them to unplug and have some fun doing business instead. So those will be up soon. Um, But everything that is available currently is on my website at malloryabling.com. And you can connect with me on any social platform. 
thank you so much, Mallory. I'm going to have to go check out your retreats. Maybe it's something I can I can uh, shift away from next year with, with my son, <laughs> but I will put all your information in the show notes. So if you're listening now, easily just go on to the website and you can find her. And I can't wait to have you back on again, Mallory. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Amazing. Thank you for the beautiful conversation today, Amber. Mm-hmm. We'll talk soon. Bye. Yes.